Merry Shootmas, ladies and gentlemen. This is the special Christmas week episode of the Shoot Brothers Podcast, the wrestling podcast. Hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Mistletoe Osborne. Ho, ho, ho. You're right. It's the holiday season. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure this week we're going to see the, you know, the gimmick matches, people getting smashed under presents and trees. AEW's got a holiday bash and all that stuff. Um, but that's coming up later because uh, we got other stuff to talk about from yeah, this you're, week. You're right. I <laughs> hope so. You know, I mean, just, you know, don't, don't want to stop. I just kind of want to stop you right there because, you know, every single year, every single holidays, and we say it all the time, right? Um, we get the the thing, you know, where uh, around, around Halloween, a pumpkin's getting smashed over somebody's head. <laughs> or, you know, whether it be yeah. Christmas time, someone's getting doused in eggnog. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just exciting to see what are they going to come up with this time? I don't know. I don't what's know. And the, that's, uh, that's always the exciting part of the holiday show. Yeah. What's what's hot this year? What's well, the hot gift? Yeah. What's the hot <laughs> gift that will be sponsoring the show? Um, I've seen of these things. Minis? It's like... They're legitimately like miniature versions of real products. Have you seen these? Um, like tech decks, fingerboards. <laughs> no, okay, in that vein. So it's like it's a ball yeah. that opens, and within the ball is miniature oh. things of like flat out like it'll be a miniature version of pancake mix, and it's okay. the size of your fucking. You know the the size of your finger, this is like a little figure. A little yeah, figurine. and these are and they're they're selling. They're off the. I I, I saw and a video. It, these things are flying off the charges. It's the ultimate like. Are you fucking? They're serious? just like everyday objects. Everyday like a objects, but, but, a but branded. So you know, Aunt Jemima's oh. syrup. Uh, you'll have a little thing of Oreos, like Oreo That's branded. Cool. I I wish I could remember the name of them. I can't. Yeah. Jesus no, Christ. No, no, is it, is mean, it ever fucking weird? I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, I mean, there's tons of those things out there. The little, the little blind bags you open. It's, you know, it's like that Pokemon card addiction. The oh, thrill yeah. I love watching unknown. videos of kids open up Pokemon cards. Yeah, I mean, it's legalized gambling for children. In a way, because you get a hot card, you sell that card for hundred bucks, you just made profit, you know. But um, <laughs> that's that's Christmas, right? Gambling, fun, entertainment. You know, little kids underage get a little scratch card in their stocking. No one's going to call the cops, right? No one's going to call the cops, baby. But you're right. <laughs> we do have a big show coming up for you here on the podcast. So let's get into it. Uh, let's kick off the show the way that we always do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Oh, baby. Oh um, baby, do you, do you have anything? Do you have anything on social media that uh sparked I mean, your world? I'll let you. I'll let you do yours first. But I almost, I almost said I'll do tweet of the week just because of the the, the craziness going on. Okay, okay. Because sometimes I think there was actually there was a time a, a few uh, maybe about a month or two ago where there was some craziness that you experienced that I completely washed over. You know, it's <laughs> I mean social media is so vast. Um, yeah. that you know, it's hard to you know really pinpoint on one thing, and sometimes you see something. It's a winner, and this week's uh, champion is no stranger to championships. Um, within their own company, all across the globe, and even Tweedly champions, because now two week Tweedly champions, the Young Bucks, 
um, bio queens. They change their bio every so often, <laughs> uh, as in all the time. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes you know, sometimes it's enough to register with me, and sometimes it's not. This week it was. Young Bucks changed their bio to back in our day, we didn't bury each other on social media. We had the decency to do it the proper way during shoot interviews. <laughs> it's changed. You know, anyone can hop on uh, online, tweet with their fingers. Anthony Agogo, he got buried last week, courtesy of Dylan Postal, Hornswoggle. Yeah. Um, it can happen to anyone, but I got to say, Young Bucks, you are the uh, Tweet of the Champions this week. Well, well. Uh, let me just hop on this as well then. And uh, did, did you happen to see the Twitter drama between Darby Allen and Cora Jade? No, 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 no. What happened? All right. So, I mean, innocently enough, a fan tweets out a picture of, like, the two of them on skateboards. And it's like, yeah, skater match, Darby versus Cora or something. Okay. And then Darby <laughs> Darby responds. He's like, well, uh, you know, skating's a part of my life, not just some made-up character for TV. And then, and then Cora replies. She's like, well, uh, not being a sexual abuser is who I am and not part of TV or something like that. And oh, so she's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She dropped a bomb, and then every, they both deleted their tweets, and uh, it just became a whole thing. But uh, yeah, what you doing, Darby? You don't have to. You don't have to say that yeah. nonsense. Darby lit a match, and she fucking dropped the nuke on it. Is what happened. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to say that, Darby. Also, uh, Cora Jade, you need. You might need to know what you. What might need to know what's going on in your world too, though. You know, I mean, yeah, many I mean, many fans of the show do remember Elena Black from certain episodes of AEW Dark, where her gimmick was more of like a, a, a like a dark mage kind of thing. I uh, don't remember. Okay, if you can recall, <laughs> yeah, um, earlier in 2020, uh, Elena Black, I believe, was how she was branded. Yeah, yeah, she was all over Dark and Elevation. You know, in those losing matches to the likes of like Jade Cargill or Layla Hirsch. But uh, you know, she was she was up there with a different gimmick, and then and that's and that's what gimmicks are, right? It's a it's a thi- it's a character you play. Yeah. Um, Either way, yeah. You know, they both they deleted their tweet. I don't think it'll be. Yeah. Now, do you think but. do you think Cora <laughs> Jade can do skateboard stuff? Um, because she's not know. riding the appropriate board, which to me yeah, conveys the message that you can do an ollie or a drop in. Yeah, she's riding that like shitty little banana board. She's riding thing, the but... little banana board where we've seen yeah. Darby in clips, you know, doing half pipe type stuff with uh, with Tony Hawk of all people, you know, the legend of the pipe. <laughs> uh, still yeah. yet to see uh, Cora Jade uh, bust out a kickflip, but uh, that isn't to say it's not going to happen. No, but I don't think it will. Uh, yeah, neither do I. I don't think it will. I think eventually, you know, she'll grow out of this skater gimmick thing and. She'll have lots of different uh, personalities. She's only twenty. Yeah. Well, I guess and maybe that's what we're forgetting, right? Is that it's like it's she's a kid. That's why her gimmick kind of looks like a kid. Um, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. See, it's creepy when it's Alexa Bliss, who is an adult, whose gimmick is I'm a kid. I mean, they're all adults here. Like, there are. We're all. Clear. I mean, I guess we're all. Yeah. Well, everyone's a legal adult, but uh, I yeah. guess if she's twenty, she can't even drink in uh, in America. No, not in that. Uh, no, no, she can't even country. legally go to a bar. <laughs> even Casey Catanzaro can get to a bar. Yeah, speaking of little kids, I don't know if she'll get let in though. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm she, sure she's getting she's ID'd Martina. all the time. And I thought I got yeah. ID'd a lot. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> Even with your beard? Oh, yeah. Well, let me with the mask on and everything. You know, maybe oh, you can't see that I, that I have a full beard. Uh, but yeah. either way. Young Bucks, Cora Jade, Cora Jade. You know, you're 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 making up the ranks though, too. You know, the big pin at War Games, a tweet of the week runner-up. Who knows? You could be women's champion before long. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see some more of you later on. Yeah. But uh, let's get to the wrestling week, shall we? Let's do it. Let's get into our wrestling week. Um, uh, let's kick off with a little SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday. Then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Uh, we, last week was our first Roman Reigns-less show in what f- yeah. feels like over a well, at probably f- over a year at this point. Yeah, uh, he hasn't vis- missed very many, uh, but uh, you know. <laughs> Let's find out if he's here this week. Uh, but first, we got some women's tag team action. Sasha Banks, Tony Storm, taking on Charlotte Flair, Shotzi. Uh, nice to see Shotzi back. We mentioned she's been missing the last couple weeks. That so. is, that We were just talking about that last week. Where's Shotzi? She's right here on SmackDown. Yeah, looking good. She got a uh, nice amount of time in the ring. Her and Tony mixing it up. and uh, Eventually, it comes down to Tony and Charlotte. Charlotte goes for a moonsault, but Tony gets the knees up, rolls Charlotte up into a nice bridge, holds her down for the three. So Tony has pinned Charlotte. Big win for her. Big win. Yeah. Um. Does Charlotte <laughs> Flair have something to do for year one? Day one? I think it's leading to this, Tony Storm versus Charlotte. Feels like it's leading it's to Tony be. Storm versus Charlotte. Or uh, wait, no, I'm uh, I think I'm wrong. I think they booked that actually for SmackDown next week. Okay, so it's booked for SmackDown, like a championship match for SmackDown next week. Christmas Eve edition, yeah. Okay, Tony yeah, versus Charlotte. Big, so, big, big, I mean, uh, maybe that just leads to that could always lead to a non-finished rematch day one. I don't know. Yeah, that that uh, that sounds right. But it's great to see that uh, <laughs> currently in line for kind of both of these women's championships are like non-previous champions you know it's not sasha it's not bailey it's not even bianca belair it's yeah, uh I mean, it's, tony and mm-hmm. tony and Shotzi being featured on tv it's always gonna be a good exactly thing you know like the new age of people coming up right that's real important too yeah uh tag team wrestling viking raiders take on jinder and shanky but nothing really to talk about here crowd still likes the vikings and they got the win. Big splash from Ivar. Uh, Viking Raiders, first time we've seen them on uh, TV, what feels like a while. And what happened to Veer? Remember Veer and Shanky? Yeah, well, they split them up and they I guess just now it's been Jinder, showing yeah, these promos. Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Yeah, and Veer just keeps getting these videos but never debuts. He's getting the classic uh, Rhea Ripley treatment. <laughs> just video yeah. after video after video. Uh, and then one of the worst segments of the year I don't think we have an award for that But I'm just going to award it right now uh, Happy and Madcap hosting Happy Talk uh, Which has never been good But this one was just even worse than usual And uh, they were in the Chicago So the crowd starts chanting CM Punk Which I don't think 
we've heard much since he I showed think up this in is AEW, our first so. I think this is our first CM Punk chant since August yeah so uh, well, like well a, deserved like though this full, was full like a full CM Punk chant not just yeah little rumblings oh, no, not here just a pocket <laughs> not just a pocket yeah. yeah and I honestly think this was one of the worst episodes of any talk show I've ever seen in wrestling oh so, so we're just... and we're talking uh the peep show we're talking Miz <laughs> yeah. TV. The electric chair. We're talking the all <laughs> Corey Graves' electric chair. Uh, that was so bad they did it once. Uh, we're yeah, but, they uh, broke the chair. Never saw it again. Never saw it but, again. Uh, I guess the whole thing is they 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 pulled out this desk from last week. Adam Pierce's desk because Drew stabbed it with his sword out of anger. So they pull that out. They can't get the sword out. Drew McIntyre comes out like the fucking sword in the stone, pulls it out. What's the name of that character? I don't know. Uh, uh, King Arthur? King Arthur? He's the one that pulls the sword out? I'm pretty sure. Was Merlin okay. who put it there or something? <laughs> Based on a true story. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, I hated this whole segment. That's all. So let's move on to, uh, you know, Cesaro, Ridge Holland. Two guys that can go in the ring. But uh, before the match even starts... Holland nails Cesaro in the ribs with his billy club. So, uh, yeah, unfair advantage. Just targets that sore spot. Is He's got Sheamus cheering him on at ringside. and uh, Holland's able to get the easy win. Yeah, Cesaro is one of these guys right now. For me, he's another classic. We're on, we're on um, contract watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like whenever that is, Cesaro consistently one of the most underutilized players uh, in the company, especially because it, it it's it's so funny the difference there where like Baron Corbin makes it on TV every week and hardly wrestles, but every time Cesaro makes it on TV, it's only when he's wrestling. He is the like mm-hmm. the 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 staple for a hey we need somebody fill in. Cesaro's always fucking game ready. He's always ready for the fight. He's like Tyron Woodley coming into the fight, uh, you know, with two weeks notice. You know, he's always ready to go. Uh, just similar yeah. to Tyron Woodley, he just keeps losing. Yeah, can't get the big win. Um, but let's go to Naomi comes out. She's got her Christmas list, but she only wants one thing. And that's the one-on-one match with Sonya Deville. Uh, so Sonya comes out to the ring, but then Shayna Baszler jumps her from behind. Uh, and that leads to Shayna versus Naomi. So uh, Baszler wraps Naomi. She gets her in a submission, but then Naomi counters, pins her down, gets the win. Uh, over over uh, Shayna Baszler, too, who is always one of the toughest opponents, but... You know, we've been seeing this little string of wins from Naomi. Day one, we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. We have to be. I mean, we're, hopefully, uh, it has to happen. But uh, the Usos take on the New Day. I guess it was the, yeah, it was the last match of the night. Yeah. Uh, wrestling was pretty good. But nothing we haven't seen from these two teams before. You know, we've seen crazier stuff. Hell in a Cell, all that. But... Eventually, Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise, gets the win. So, a uh, new day. They're getting the title shot at day one. Getting the title shot at day one, uh, as they deserve. New day uh, uh, with King Woods. You know, it's nice to see that kind of, I guess, in both our kind of current 
King of the Ring uh, places, you know, the, the, the winners have been put into a favorable position. Yeah, and they're still, uh, I mean, they haven't lost the crown yet. They're still, <laughs> some yeah. people just dropped the gimmick and never do it again. Of course, Brock well, hey. Lesnar never wore the crown. Oh, he won King of the Ring? Yeah. Probably like the first year uh, he was in the company? Yeah. Like the first couple months, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. Well, hey, look at Baron Corbin; he kept it for two years. Yeah, actually, I think there was a brief period. I think when Edge won and when Brock won, they they replaced it with like a Stanley Cup trophy type of thing. They had like a trophy for the King of the Ring. It looked kind of like a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, instead of having, because <laughs> see, that's the thing. And I mean, uh, if I'm if I'm thinking Baron Corbin. You know, possibly elements of maybe it hasn't been long enough for uh, Xavier Woods here, but I also think Sheamus, and I'm sure there's other people in the past. Like when you win King of the Ring, it's like they have an established no, we're gonna play out a king and subjects style uh, like thing out. You know, like it, it it's it's not just oh they're the King of the Ring, great, but I'm still my own person. I just won this tournament. It's like nope, get the crown, get the cape. Get the graphics that look medievally. It's like you now have to yeah. adopt a literal king gimmick. Where I'm sure in Brock and Edge's case, it was like, no, no, no. I like I won a tournament, but I'm still this person. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know if we necessarily need to adopt an entire kingly persona. No, but let's go to the final segment of SmackDown. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out to a big reaction. Huge. The crowd loved him here. Uh, there's even a Roman chant going on. And he says, acknowledge me. And they cheer him even more. So this Chicago crowd was just really into it. And Roman was kind of smirking, just like, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Roman, uh, uh, Roman uh, you know, he was wearing a new shirt today, too. I don't know if you saw that one. The Needle Mover. After his comments yeah. a few months back that CM Punk doesn't move the needle. Uh, yeah, and it had some, you know, inside terms on there, like jobber, mid-carder, you know, stuff that... Yeah, it, 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 it was like jobber, mid-card, and then at the top was tribal chief. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, jobber, mid-card, main roster, tribal main chief. Event. I'm surprised, I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Roman, he's got Paul Heyman there with him, and he's like, well, Paul, can I trust you? You work with Brock? He keeps showing up, all this shit, you're not telling me? And uh, Heyman's like, listen, Roman, I'm not protecting Brock from you. I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar. So everyone goes, ooh. Roman's like, all right, thank you, Paul. He hugs him, and he fires him, hits him with a Superman punch. Uh, then they pull out some chairs. He's ready to bash his brains in, but Brock Lesnar comes out, makes a save, uh, clears the ring, and he hits Reigns with a pair of F5s. So Brock Lesnar stands tall to end the show. Stands tall to close the show uh, for the inevitable date for the day one rematch, which is coming on day one. On day one, but uh, is this just a big? Big brain play from Roman Reigns to make Lesnar think Paul Heyman's on his side. Oh, I don't even think that. Um, uh, you know, is it? Is, I I would say it's a big game play from not only Reigns but Paul Heyman. If I'm Paul Heyman, I'm thinking, hey, I've been around this business long enough. Superman punch me. He'll think. He'll think 
we're on we're not on good terms anymore. See, Paul Heyman is next level. We oh, gotta remember what, that's this. what I'm saying. Oh, okay, that's what that's you're what thinking. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Reigns and Heyman are still working together. But uh, yeah, he just took a little punch. So I could take a suit. You could. We could. I could take a Superman punch. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, Paul yeah. Heyman has taken far worse bumps. Oh, of course, of course. So as a non wrestling either way, uh, at this moment, the Tribal Chief is uh, back on his own, or he's still got the Usos, but. Yeah, it still is the Usos. Um, yeah. In in his corner, and they are the SmackDown champions. Yeah. I mean, Brock, he's he's technically a babyface. So does that make Paul Heyman a babyface right now for the next week or two? <laughs> um, yeah, Paul Heyman has been doing this slightly babyface thing over the past little while just because he has been slowly reassociating himself with Brock, right? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Uh, let's jump over to the other Friday show. The minute SmackDown ends, you can just change your dial and more wrestling right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it's great for all those customers, you know, and the uh, with cable. Yeah, the ones with the old dial television. Yeah, just click, 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 click. Uh, that's right. We're talking about AEW Rampage. 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 Eight-man tag match, four per side. Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish taking on Orange Cassidy, the best friends, and Rocky Romero. Now, uh, I now I have preferred to call this particular matchup, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the Undisputed Elite Super Click. Taking on, <laughs> taking on Rapongi Chaos Best Friends. <laughs> Okay. We're trying to combine uh, all the terms. We're trying to combine everything into one. Yeah. Uh, everyone. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a fun match. Everyone's jumping in and out, uh, taking their turns. Nick and Orange Cassidy, they both do the tightrope walking spot one after the other. But then Orange Cassidy eats a three-way super kick. So he's eating lots of damage there. Um, but then he gets up, hits a big flip to the floor, takes out everyone. Leaving Trent and Fish all alone in the ring. Trent gets fish. Uh, Trent gets fish and hits him with the crunchy to get the win. Um, to get the win, I really like this version of Bobby Fish. Um, over the past since his since his AEW run, I don't know what it is about yeah, him. He the, feels a lot scarier. He feels a lot more ferocious. It's the mouth guards, the spiky teeth. Mouth is it the spiky teeth? It has to be more than just the spiky <laughs> teeth mouth guard. I know. I know. But, yeah, something, uh, something about what he's doing these days. Uh, feel, yeah, just feel, I don't know. Feels, feels different, refreshing. Um, yeah. You know, eats like, a lot of pins though. Yeah, he does eat a lot, of pins. a lot of pins in all but, of these situations. He's been eating the pins, but yeah, something about him. Something about him has really clicked uh, for me. It's been a lot of fun to watch yeah. him here in AEW. Oh, he's getting, getting on TV every week, so he must be doing something right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being on TV, we haven't seen this guy since he took that beating at the last pay-per-view. Dan Lambert. He's back. This uh, guy. Just, you know. This guy is back, <laughs> baby. American Top Team. 
America Top Team. They're not all here tonight, but he's got uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with him. And, you know, he's just insulting the crowd and calling out Tony Khan. Says he's turning this company into late 90s WCW. So lots of heat from the crowd. And uh, then he targets Cody Rhodes uh, until the lights go out. Cody comes out to respond. But he's getting lots of booze as well. So no one knows who to cheer here. And uh, him and Lambert just play hot potato, just grabbing the mic out of each other's hands back and forth. And eventually they come to blows. Dustin comes running out. Sammy Guerrero comes out. And uh, that's kind of it. Yeah, this one was bizarre because, like, like you had said, you know, we don't know who to boo. Um, you know, and this is a classic thing uh, where we saw Roman Reigns in this position a lot, right? Where it was like, put Roman, or like, remember, like, old babyface Roman, like, just pushing yeah. down our throat, Roman, and it was always book him with somebody who will definitely get booed. That way by default Roman gets cheered and the Cody Rhodes thing with these guys is that exact same kind of thing you know putting putting Cody in a segment with somebody who the crowd hates more should help his case <laughs> yeah but instead they're just like ah we hate you both and I mean Dan Lambert can generate big time heat in a second he honestly has to do nothing <laughs> he is so good at this uh, yeah. He doesn't have I to. Mean, you can't even hear what he's saying half the time. Yeah, the you can't. You can't. Doing. He just has to, and he just closes his eyes and just finish the promo. Um, yeah. You know, so it's going to be a toss up to see. Are we actually going to like? Is there a chance? I feel like worst case scenario for AEW booking is that some kind of match happens here, and Dan Lambert starts getting cheered because <laughs> you know if he's, he's if, <laughs> if, if if he because if he throws. Uh, Cody Rhodes in a figure four or like, uh, you know, some kind of submission, you know, I, I, uh, yeah. Lambert's getting the, Lambert's getting the cheers. <laughs> I think, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. It's and, on the horizon. Uh, I really think it's on the horizon here. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Cause I mean, he gets so much heat that eventually it'll come around back and people will be like, yeah, you know, we kind of like the guy. Yeah, hey, I like him. I so I I like his yeah. I like his unwavering spirit of just I'm finishing the yeah. promo. I'm finishing the promo. Oh, yeah. He's very easy to hate, which I mean, you you need that. You need that in wrestling. So, uh, but let's go along here because we got a submission match, uh, perhaps the first ever in the women's division. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. Okay. But, uh, Ty Conti, Penelope Ford, they're going to go at it here. Um, I like this match. Um, you know, obviously lots of holds, joint manipulation, but Penelope and Ty, they're very flexible, so they can do some cool stuff. But yeah, just some uh, unique submissions wearing each other down, but uh, Ty Conti gets the better of Ford. She does this, I don't even know what it was called, neither did Excalibur, just a really cool submission that <laughs> taps Penelope out. Yeah, neither do I. And you know when uh, you know when Excalibur's at a loss for words that were really fucked. Yeah, but uh, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, Penelope Ford. I know you were real hot on earlier on in the year. She had some singles opportunities, or it was just like well, she was in, just involved in a few matches that were really showed how like how much progression. Mm-hmm. She had had you know the leaps and bounds, and both of them are leaps and bounds to where they were. Um, 
you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this one. The, the ending felt anticlimactic for me. The bell didn't ring. Oh, I, didn't I don't know if you caught this one. So this mission's going on, and Penelope Ford's doing that, like, you know, I'm tapping kind of thing. But, you know, sometimes you never know. She might just be trying to grab the, the you know, the arm off or something like that, trying to create some leverage. And then the ref just stands up holding Ty Conti's win, and then Justin Roberts kicks in, like, the winner. I'm like, oh. So was, did uh, the ref fuck up? Did the ref not call or, for the bell? Or, he- I, I, I might think, I, I, I would be more inclined to believe that the, the, the microphone that, like, mics up the bell wasn't on. Like, it oh. went off, but, like, <laughs> us at home couldn't hear it happen. Because uh, nobody in the... Well, cr- no, I was gonna, well, well, I'll get to it in the main event, but there's another small bell moment. Yeah, because nobody in the crowd seemed confused. <laughs> Only me at home uh, watching seemed confused. Um, yeah. So who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? But uh, in between matches, they announced the Owen Hart uh, tournament, both men's and women's. So that's not going to be till next May, culminate at double or nothing. But which is cool. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adding, um, yeah, like things like that are important. I think having uh, things to do that aren't that isn't just you know a championship feud. Uh, yeah, these things are important, have. right? Using things like battle royals over the course of you know weeks, months of television allows you to just use everybody, new things. Things don't get stale. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure they'll have some nice trophies to present, so this can become. Of course, and we might thing. get uh, Brett the Hitman Hard out here too to present uh, said trophy. Maybe <laughs> who knows. We might. Yeah, I think they've already announced Martha Hart. Martha Hart will be there. Is that widows? So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she's been. Uh, I mean, very anti WWE. So this will be like her first uh, kind of thing in the wrestling world since. So I wonder why. Kind of nice. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to our main event here of the night because we have some more uh, extended tag action here. God, this one's a big one. We got the Lucha Bros. We got Eddie Kingston, and we have Proud and Powerful. Of course, we're talking Santana Ortiz taking on the acclaimed uh, Daniel Garcia and uh, Niagara Falls' own uh, (laughs) 2.0. The Canadian side of Niagara Falls. Amen. That's right. Uh, Yeah, lots of bodies here. Just chaotic match, but in a good way. Fast-paced action. Uh, It ends up coming down to Kingston and Garcia. And Eddie, he goes for his big spinning back fist, but Garcia ducks it, rolls Eddie up, holds him, and gets the three. What a what a huge upset. What a huge upset. Daniel Garcia has been making big, big fucking strides since coming here to the company. Um, this was probably his biggest pin yet. Definitely. And uh, the timekeeper, again, he wasn't sure because the bell didn't ring right away. And But I think this was just out of stun. Like, the crowd was stunned. Everyone was stunned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, big, big pin for Garcia and, uh, they weren't done there. The acclaimed, they pull out the boom box, but it's got a chain wrapped up. So they nail Eddie with that Jurassic Express run out to make the save. Uh, Jungle Boy picks up the tag titles, hands them over to the Lucha Bros, but you know, they want a piece of that. So, and that's just what it is, right? (laughs) Having, having the baby, I'm sorry, having the heels go over, Gives that opportunity, you know, maybe the acclaim to believe they have a, uh, you know, a, a stake in challenging for that AEW uh, Tag Team Championship. Or maybe 2.0 for that matter. 
Um, you know, yeah. pride and powerful Luchabos, they don't lose anything by losing necessarily. And Eddie Kingston doesn't either. Like, this is a win-win. One of the rare cases where, like, the shock <coughs> heel going over is beneficial for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, it helps Garcia. Eddie losing is not that big a deal. And at the end of the day, no one will really remember a big multi-man tag match anyway. No, so. a 10-man tag on at the end of Rampage. That's a, like, yeah. that's a tough one to... <laughs> be remembering at every second uh, especially when we already got a uh, tag match earlier in the night that was twice the length I think <laughs> so yeah a little interesting but yeah that was uh, that was your episode of Rampage yeah it was fine Looking uh, fine. let's move through the weekend <laughs> then god I mean yeah no no sense no sense uh, stopping the motion now uh, any any wrestling news over the weekend nothing that I can think of yeah I don't think I heard anything really Nothing great crazy no one's hurt no one's been released they didn't add <laughs> they didn't add a fourth day to wrestle kingdom as far as i know wrestling is coming up though coming up coming up baby month. the fourth and the fifth uh so have that on your calendar let's move across the weekend then um and let's get ourselves to the beginning of the week now uh, on my calendar in on, on my phone app and Mike, maybe your calendar on your phone, or maybe the calendar at home. A Sunday is always the start of the week, and I've never understood that. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because to, uh. to me, <laughs> Monday is the start of the week. You know, we finish off on the weekend. Monday, we're getting back to work. The kids go back to school. Um, but more importantly, the wrestling week starts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So let's kick it off. But, uh, let's kick off our yeah. wrestling week then with a little bit of Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Monday Night Raw live from Milwaukee. I believe it's pronounced Milwaukee. <laughs> That's right. Wisconsin? Is that what state it is? Yes. Milwaukee? Yes. Home of the Bucks and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. not, but, not, uh, the young, not the Young Bucks. Not the Young Bucks. Not the Young Bucks. The uh, the NBA Bucks. Defending, but, cha uh, defending champions, Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they couldn't beat the Raptors, though. That's all that matters. Yeah. But, couldn't do it. Couldn't bah. do it, baby. Like, yeah, let's move on. We can talk about this forever. Um, because, yeah, we're building up to year one. I guess we only have two two episodes of Raw before this big, big Raw or this WWE championship match that's coming up. Yeah, Fatal 4-Way, uh, the newest addition to the match. Bobby Lashley comes out, him and MVP, and, uh, yeah, they talk about Lashley having to run the gauntlet last week to... Earn that spot in the match. Then Big E comes out and says, yeah, you're only there because your boy MVP hit me in the back with your cane. Uh, so Lashley tells MVP, hey, man, I didn't need you to do that. So uh, you want to fight Big E? Why don't you go ahead and do it yourself? And he just leaves the ring, leaving MVP on his own. Uh, but then Owens and Rollins show up, start attacking Lashley, and everyone brawls. Uh, Lashley and Big E actually work together clear the ring so all of a sudden bobby kind of doing some baby face stuff well i was gonna say you know Big E helping uh there you know is that indicating a baby face turn for lashley because it's hard to picture 
MVP also turning babyface because he, you know, when you're the, when you are the, you know, figurehead, when you're the top of, you know, kind of your organization of your stable, everybody else below you is kind of working for you, working under your direction. I don't know, maybe Bobby Lashley's had enough of kind of being MVP's little lackey and actually wants to go do something. Maybe. I mean, definitely seems like they're uh, at ends here. Yeah, I think we'll um, Big E also dropped at one point. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, a reference to Bobby Lashley's sisters. I don't know if you. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, yeah, something about. As we all know, uh, Max Caster of the acclaimed was one of Bobby Lashley's sisters. He also called MVP Iceberg Slim, I think, or something. Iceberg Slim. Some old pimp or something. I forget. Okay, I because I looked it up. I, okay, because I have heard the term Iceberg Simpson. Uh, okay, no, that that is good to know, because uh, you know his <laughs> his things go deep, you know some of yeah. these references oh, yeah. that these kids throw out. So, oh yeah, but uh, let's move on because Bianca Belair taking on Dewdrop, Bianca looking for the three Pete, but uh, we're still waiting for that big moment. Let's see if we get it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like the match though. Dewdrop throwing her weight around, getting the advantage. Uh, she climbs the ropes, goes for the Vader bomb, but Bianca avoids that. And then the moment we've all been waiting for, WrestleMania 3, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. But even better, because Bianca picks up Dewdrop onto her shoulders. And then she walks all the way from the corner to the middle of the ring, hits the KOD perfectly. Standing ovation, huge pop. What a spot. And, of course, that gets her the win. But, I mean, I'll never not be impressed with Bianca Belair. But that, that, that was just crazy. Of course. We saw I mean, we saw Bianca Belair do this earlier in the Thunderdome with Otis on her shoulders. Um, <laughs> but she didn't hit the move. <laughs> she didn't hit it. She just walked him across. And I think he kind of, like, squirmed out. Uh, or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's the moment that, you know, like you said, the, that's what the crowd will remember. That's what we had been waiting for the whole time. Yeah, that's that's one you can put in the opening package. That's a clip you can. That'll be the forever. new. That'll be the new. I think that I'm pretty sure that isn't that first clip still, Hulk, still Hulk Hogan and slamming Andre. Andre the Giant. I'm pretty sure it's still the very yeah. first. Like like it opens put her up ahead of them. It opens up with like the <laughs> shun, dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> like yeah. That little symbol roll right before you get there. Yeah. Well, hopefully they earn their spot. Yeah. Uh. I could even see as Bianca was making the pin. I always noticed those little things, and they kind of gave each other a little hand squeeze, like we did it. What a great moment! Yeah, I like. <laughs> I, I I do like some of those moments sometimes where, um, yeah, where the camera will catch, and you have to be paying attention to it. But the performers talking to themselves. Yeah. Right. Remember the Randy Orton butt pat. Yeah, that kind of stuff. The Randy Orton pat on the butt. The Randy Orton pat on the butt. We've got the uh, yeah, the squeezing the hand, the good job. Um, You know, the (laughs) Seth rolling up Roman saying thank you. Uh, Those type of moments where you're like, yeah, this is big. This is big deal for the you know for the performers just individually. You know, you 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 can't you can't forget that. You can't forget that. Loved it. Love Bel Air and Dewdrop held her own. So let's go along. Finn Balor taking on Austin Theory. Uh, separated at birth. 
I don't know. They look look kind of similar. And I think and, and I think this similar. is why I thought <laughs> Austin Theory was British because I just thought he looked <laughs> like Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of combination of some kind of Brit, Scott, UK kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking something. Yeah. Similar wrestling styles too. Just a good, well-rounded. Uh, yeah. Theory hits a nice neck breaker to the floor and. Uh, then another really cool move. I've never seen this variation of the Spanish fly. He just like runs up, jumps, springboards, boom, big Spanish fly off the turnbuckle. These are really the cool. these are the types of things that I think are pushes Austin Theory onto the main roster here. Yeah. Uh, but then he gets a little too cocky. Starts pulling out the phone, taking some selfies. So Finn has his comeback, hits the coup de gras, gets the win. But uh, I think this was Austin Theory's best match since being called back up. I mean, I can't think of a better. I can't think of an Austin Theory's match even before he was called up, or even before he was <laughs> I mean, before yeah. called up. You know, it really seems like he got to the way, and you know, there was that thing, you know, Andy Hartwell and the Gargano family, but he wasn't doing anything. Like the, the way was the least terrifying stable possibly yeah, I've he ever was seen. Just comedy. He was like the goofy little. Yeah, he was the goofy little brother, brother and then he came up to <laughs> the main roster, and then the whole thing with the egg, and then it was like, oh, you're just the goofy little brother again. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Miz TV. Miz comes out, brings out his guests AJ Styles and Omos, and Miz mentions the two of them having some friction lately. And AJ's like, "Yeah, like you and your wife." Ha. And then, uh, yeah, AJ just does all the talking, and Miz is like, "Well, AJ, I talked to Omos, and I don't think he feels the same way as you." Omos says he's sick of carrying you, and. Uh, you know, he's not the next Andre the Giant. He's the first Omos. And AJ says, this is all BS. Come on, Omos. Tell me what's going on. But before Omos can even answer, the Mysterios come out. Because uh, they got a match and they don't want to wait. So that's just, uh, yeah, Mysterios, AJ, Omos, Ray and AJ going at it. Ray hits a 619 early on. Goes for a frog splash, but AJ gets the knees up. Then he crawls to the corner, goes to tag in Omos. But then Omos just turns away, gives him the cold shoulder. So AJ stunned. Ray rolls him up from behind, gets a three. Uh, then right after, AJ just gets in Omos' face, calls him a piece of trash. Omos shoves AJ to the ground. So AJ jumps, attacks him, goes for a phenomenal forearm. But Omos just catches him, lifts him up above his head, and slams him down. Tells AJ, next time you see me, we'll be in a match. Wow. So They're split. Yeah. Split. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. The team um, that brought, you know, Omos up, AJ took a lot of pins uh, just so Omos didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think he's going to take another one uh, in this in this one-on-one match. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I already think... AJ Styles, he takes the best back body drop I've ever seen, and he can break a new record with Omos. The height he can get. Well, yeah, so Omos almost sort of like slammed AJ down a bit, almost had him up on his shoulders like he was going to do, you know, like an AA or an F5, like in that type of motion, but then just sort of dropped him. I wasn't really impressed with that kind of power slam. Um, yeah. And it's hard for some of the bigger guys to have like a, a visually impactful slam. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, without it being something that's 
kind of iconic, you know, you like no, you can't do a tombstone, right? That can't happen. <laughs> Although the size wise, you're like, this is perfect. There's, you know, because there's no chance someone's gonna hurt their neck on that one. Or even like, I was never a fan of the uh, of Kevin Nash's like like uh, kind of thing where he like he he would do like he likes like wouldn't go down with you. For the power bomb, yeah, like I was never stoked on his power bomb because I, but I get it though. The height you're up there, you see the guy up there, you're like, wow, he's dropping yeah. down eight, no, eight, nine, ten feet. Uh, but yeah, it's hard, hard to make a big man move look devastating, which is weird. You think it would be easy because they're so fucking big. Well, we'll see, but I think AJ, I think he'll be up to the task. I think, uh, yeah, maybe this could be a day one blow off. I do wonder. Yeah, I think it's might as well throw it on there. Because if that's be. the case, um, my shoot meter's flying. AJ loses at day one, comes back at the Rumble and wins. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think Omos will be a big presence in the Rumble this year. Yeah. I mean, there's always the giant. How you can eliminate him? And but he I mean he's yeah, yeah. AJ eliminating him that could be a huge moment. But it, we'll it, yeah, one of these things where AJ paired up with Omos to get them to get Omos over. He does that. But remember AJ Styles is still like 45 years old. <laughs> He's still clearly a top guy in the company. He's selling all of this merch. He sells the fucking gloves. And while continuing to remain to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet, uh, yeah, he's he's winning the rumble. Calling it, calling it right now. Calling it, people. Write it down. All right, all right. You heard it here. Uh, let's go to Randy Orton taking on Chad Gable, who uh, got to look pretty good early on. Gable catching Randy off guard, getting some nice moves in, but uh, all it takes is one strike. From that Viper, and he hits the RKO, spiking Gable down. Uh, sold it very well. To yeah, that was a good one. That was a good uh, cutter. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, how he hard just, is like, it? Jumped to, on his head. I mean, it must be easy to spike onto your head because we see it too. Like you know, when someone goes for that kind of like Hurricane Rana DDT thing, that kind of like swinging thing and then yeah. sometimes somebody will be spiked perfectly and you're like woo but then more often than not they just kind of like roll over and you're like oh yeah uh, some people are better some people are better that that's that's the maneuver where it's a hundred percent taking it yeah uh, like nyla rose is gonna roll they're not gonna yeah nyla rose is gonna roll <laughs> but kenny omega he's standing up straight and may just remain i remember yeah. there was one it was at wrestle king like three years ago and it was jericho naito and they go up to those hard, they go up to those real thick, not meant to break New Japan tables. And they're standing on one. <laughs> and uh, Jericho goes for a spike DDT on Naito, who flat out, like, like hits, you know, hits his head and then keeps himself up in like a headstand <laughs> with his hands kind of supporting on either side for like two seconds. Yeah. Like, he really like held oh, it yeah. there. Like, he fucking, like, he spiked him. And he was spiked yeah. so hard, it took him a couple seconds before he fell. <laughs> uh, I love, like, I love seeing that. I love see, I love, I love that maneuver. Or uh, yeah, there's a great, famous still photo of Shawn Michaels where he's basically just standing on his head after selling a move. <laughs> or yeah, or it was even like I think the best fucking kill switch I've ever seen was Kenny taking it on that chair. Uh, he just, just that, held himself up there for us when Kenny lost the Impact Championship. Yeah, the Impact title. Yeah, yeah. He held yeah, it there. Great. He didn't just kind of fall <laughs> down with it. 
Um, you know, there's certain maneuvers. And yeah, something where you're landing on your head like the kill switch or the DDT is just as important as somebody taking a stunner. You know how you take yeah. this. I mean, I, we've seen countless people, whether it's fucking big show. We see we see people just kind of fall down with him. There's also one particularly <laughs> yeah. bad Vince McMahon stunner where he just sort of falls down with him. But the real guys are the ones who pop back up. <laughs> yeah, the move is exactly. so devastating they jump up in the air and then land. <laughs> um, yeah, good job, Gable. Good sell. Yeah, good, great sell. But. Let's move on. Damian Priest taking on Dolph Ziggler in one of those championship contender matches. Uh, so Ziggler, he's putting up a good fight, but then Rude starts interfering, and that unleashes the crazy eyes and Damian. And he just starts beating the shit out of Rude, uh, but he loses focus on the match because the ref just counts to ten, and Priest loses by countout. So. All of a sudden, Ziggler is on a little roll here. Got to get a U.S. title shot. So yes, this was uh, Damian. So like like we've been saying before, Damian Priest does not take losses. We are still waiting. So of course, it was uh, New Year's Evil, twenty twenty one, early January was the last time Damian Priest lost a like pit was pinned in a singles match. Yeah, just doesn't happen. So. And of course, Survivor Series a few weeks back, he got the DQ loss over Shinsuke. Well, you know, so you know d- disqualification. But in that time period, <clears throat> DQs, pinfalls, submissions, whatever you want to call it, in singles competition, this is only Damian Priest's second loss in about mm. two years. Uh, both were yeah. DQs, but still, you know, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty crazy. But uh, that's him. Those crazy eyes that cost him. And we hadn't seen the crazy but eyes in a little big... while, so you know they're they're kind of back. <laughs> but yeah, it does seem like Ziggler Rude is here to stay. And at this rate, Damian Priest needs a buddy, or else he's going to keep getting taken out. Yeah, where's Bad Bunny? Where's Bad is Bunny? Is Bad around? Bunny coming back for year one? <laughs> I want to watch that match again. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, we go backstage for some more. Just terrible. Vince McMahon, Austin Theory, and this. You couldn't even hear. I couldn't hear the hell, what the hell Vince was saying. He just grumbles like an old man. and uh, I don't know. He had like a notepad with him. He starts rubbing the eraser and then blows the eraser dust in Austin's face and then just goes, ho, 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 Like only Vince McMahon. Yeah, so I still don't quite know what's going on here. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was, I don't know. This is just awful, awful, awful. Well, yeah, and... And it's it's funny that Vince has been on, so he he's never on television. We know this, right? But now that he is, so you're thinking to yourself, okay, if Vince is back on TV, it's for a reason, and it just doesn't feel like the reason is there or obvious yet. No, I mean every single like like I didn't even hear a word he said. Was it the the microphone or is he just like an old mumbling man now? I can't. Even oh, I think I did do an age check on Vince. He's only like seventy six. Which I know, you know, that is older, but he he plays like he's 90. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, he's just starting to lose it a bit, you know? I mean, we all know he's crazy, but I think he's, like, slipping mentally, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm not a doctor. Let's go along to The Cutting Edge, uh, another talk show, of course, hosted by Edge. But his guest this week is Maurice. Fellow Canadian. Now, was that always backer. the name of Edge's talk show back in the day, or did it have another punnier name? No. Okay. 
think it was always cutting edge, but it cutting was never edge. really the that. razor's edge. No, no, it can't be that. No, <laughs> no, okay. uh, yeah, whatever. Maurice is out. Uh, Maurice's promo skills is a little rusty here. She's kind of, I don't know, which, not that great. Which you would think, though, after you know the years, you know, she's been off. You know, she's on reality television, doing all these other things. You think her kind of just like talking skills would be still like still up to snuff, right? Yeah, maybe it's just the the live audience aspect got her a little. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, yeah, it was, she seemed off. She was kind of rambling, and crowd starts booing and. She's just telling this pity story, and she's like, Ed, you almost speared me. What would have happened to my young kids if you hurt me? And, uh, Edge isn't buying it. He says, yeah, yeah, just tell Miz to get out here. And Miz tries to attack him, but Edge thwarts it. So Maurice smacks Edge with her purse and then slaps him in the face, which allows Miz to hit the skull-crushing finale. So Miz and Mrs. stand tall together. Yeah, we're yeah we're 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 definitely getting to you know I think the Miz Edge will be that first match and then maybe towards the end of that uh, what's her name Beth Phoenix Beth. gets in there somehow. Yeah, I think they mentioned Beth somewhere in the segment. Yeah, yeah. So I we forget. we know we know the yeah. Glamazons coming back uh, for some fun mixed tag action. I think the last time we saw Maurice in the ring was actually that. Uh, the John Cena Nikki Bella proposal match, the uh, the uh, engagement on a pole. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, Maurice, she never did a whole lot of wrestling to begin with, but I'm sure she can get through a match. I mean, how how hard how hard you know? Just land with your you know, land smack <laughs> smack your arms back. Make sure you land on your shoulder blades. Uh, what else? Well, we'll squeeze see. the ref's hand if you're okay. <laughs> That's all the rules. Yeah. Rhea Ripley taking on Queen Zelina. And Zelina puts up a good fight, but uh, Carmella's not a ringside. She's banned, so she's on her own. Ripley's able to get a hold of Zelina, hit the riptide to get the win. So a rare loss. For Zelina in this recent her first I think it's her run. first loss in this little uh time period ever since 9-11 ever since 9-11 yeah. Zelina Vega's been on a tear um yeah. and yeah this this is that first loss uh at least at least in singles competition for her since uh yeah since that since that time I uh, there was a uh I think was Nikki ASH no she was also banned from ringside okay so I think a fan yeah. had a sign Nikki Ash, it was something, something like that. Maybe I saw a fan dressed up, you know, kind of in a similar costume. <laughs> and I realized, here's what, okay, I think is definitively, here's what I don't like about the gimmick. Is that it's not Nikki almost a superhero. It's just almost superhero. It's, like, I don't think that you can have a proper noun, like, you know, the like the grammar terms. Like, uh... Proper noun. Almost is not mm-hmm. like that pref- uh, pr- prefix for the proper noun. So I think what I've come to realize is that I just don't like, grammatically speaking, I don't think it makes sense. Almost superhero. <laughs> yeah, that's why I usually just call her Nikki Ash. Just put almost a superhero. That would make it, you can still make it A-S-H and have the a, the little A, you know, uh, you know, lowercase and keep the other ones uppercase. Ah, I just can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> well, hopefully we won't have to do it for much longer. We are, though. Karrion Cross is gone. We can give her her name back. Piper Niven. That's what I mean, yeah. I want Piper Niven and Nikki Cross want a main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> Why not? We'll Throw Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable in there. It'll be great. <laughs> Mixed tag. Come on. I mean, maybe Crown Jewel. Maybe but. Crown Jewel. Uh, let's bring out Liv Morgan. Comes out, gets a big reaction from the crowd. You can see how happy she is. She's getting a nice little... She even went up to a little kid uh, with a sign and kissed him on the cheek. Uh, yeah, Lucky I mean, kid. hey, I'm, well, after Liv Girl... Uh, kind of took off on social media. All these little boys are thinking to themselves, like, I could be Liv Boy. <laughs> yeah, don't be like uh, Alexa Bliss Boy, though. What's a, Who's Alexa Bliss Boy? Smacked, smacked her on the ass when Nia Jax was carrying her away. Oh, I must have missed that. At a live event. Uh, yeah, and a, then like everyone around was like, hey, they shook their head, like, don't do that's that. Inappropriate. That's inappropriate. It was inappropriate. He was a little boy, but he was old enough to know better. Yeah, well, where's your fucking parent? Your parents trouble. should be the ones, you know, <laughs> keep your arms and legs inside the roller coaster at all times. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, so Liv comes out. She's got her wrist wrapped up from uh, that assault from Becky last week and cuts a promo on the title match coming up at day one. Um, you know, it was a little, I think it was a little uh, bit off more than she could chew. She's, you know, short and sweet for Liv's promos, I think. Mm -hmm. She's still kind of not as seasoned at it. But anyways, we cut to some footage where uh, Liv went over to Becky and Seth Rollins' gym. Uh, she sees some people in the ring and she just jumps in and attacks the first redhead there with a kendo stick. Starts beating her up and then it turns out she's some innocent girl. Uh, not live girl <laughs> not live girl no not that redhead uh, but then Becky shows up and they start fighting but Liv gets the better of her so uh, anyways we cut back to real time and Becky comes out and Liv throws a kendo stick down at her and just says come at me bro and Becky says nah she leaves yeah she doesn't deserve shit she's Becky Lynch yeah um it's funny, Becky Lynch is a heel, but we don't talk about it much. Well, because people still love she her. She still gets these big crowd reactions. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those, that's what they want. Okay. I mean, it's not what, they they want her to be heel, but people are still going to Yeah, we're still in this kind of like in-between zone. She hasn't done anything sh really shitty enough. You know? Mm -hmm. she's uh, She's been doing all these like half shitty stuff. <laughs> well, let's go to the main event. Big E and Bobby Lashley teaming up against Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. So can Lashley play on the babyface side? We'll see. Now, but. I heard this uh, match uh, uh, written online as a Teddy Long special, and I didn't understand what that meant. Uh, any any chance you understand what this means? Um, I mean, Teddy Long just likes to make tag matches all the time. Oh, okay, okay, I okay. Mean, I don't know. I heard it was kind of like an off comment in a blog, and I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks. That's I mean, all. I'm assuming. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the match was fine. Uh, eventually, Lashley hits Owens with a spear, gets the win. But then right after, Rollins comes flying in, hits him with a curb stomp. And then Rollins and Owens just beat up Lashley and Biggie all around the ring, start using the steel steps. Stomp Lashley's head in on the steel stuff. Yikes. Out cold. Could be dead. Might have been out cold. Could be dead. 
Uh, yeah, that was raw. Well, yeah, so we're playing the uh, WWE. You know, we're playing the can they coexist type of thing. <laughs> you know, with these types of matches, um, it's something we often say, right? You know, uh, you, you know, something we also say. There's uh, people who are not capable of having a bad match. And if you were to look at the likes of KO, Big E, Seth, and even recently Bobby Lashley, they fall into that category, right? It's something that AEW is so just stocked with. Guys who can never have a bad match. Um, and we're seeing that here on Monday Night Raw. You know, we see that he, we're seeing that here on the main event scene, which is, uh, which is great. But you are right. The Lashley babyface turn um, could be happening soon. Yeah, seems like uh, we're kind of in the midst of it. And I don't know, day one's feeling kind of wide open. Anyone could potentially walk it. It feels like anyone can walk away with this, especially now that I have in my mind that AJ Styles is winning the Rumble. Uh, now I need to book <laughs> I need to book that match for Mania, right? I need to book the AJ is going to be in the match, so will he be heel or babyface and who will it be up against? Uh, it's kind of like a reverse, you know, like it's kind of like reverse engineering. Yeah. Book the match and then figure out how we're going to get there. Uh, it's, the, it's the exact same thing. We shall see. We shall see. That was our episode of Monday Night Raw. Let's skip ahead a day amongst all of the uh, NBA and NHL cancellations. Uh, games are being postponed. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy teams all over the planet are just being uprooted. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen a larger implication on fantasy sports than the last two weeks. (laughs) My league, uh, currently right now, i got to say before we hop into uh, our next show, my league is pretty much just turned into whoever has the least amount of players and protocols wins. That's kind of what our (laughs) league is turning into. I'm sitting, I've had three... And then I was down to two, and now I'm up to four. Uh, one of the guys in my league has eight players out. It's just a fucking mess. Um, wow. So let's move ourselves to a very contained environment, you know, where things don't get postponed. You cannot postpone a game of wrestling. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So let's move ourselves down to the Capital Wrestling Center and bring you this week's edition of NXT 2.0. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. NXT, watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. Because we are looking forward to our New Year's Evil celebration, which I believe is happening after the actual new year it's not a uh it's not it's it's the fourth i believe um not an actual pay-per-view but one of these weekly show um you know kind of larger shows they do which have had great success in the past they did a great american bash of course our uh what's it called make a deal spin the wheel halloween havoc uh bash at the beach we're doing these little things and uh we're looking to get there but before this even happened um uh, earlier on in the day on NXT, I'm cruising around the online, the uh, uh, the social media, as people call it. Which, by the way, I hate the term social media. Just say, like, Twitter or just say Facebook. Um, <laughs> uh, I was cruising around the social medias, and I saw that AJ Styles will be appearing on this night of NXT. Huh? 
Yeah, is this his first ever NXT appearance? Because, of course, he fucking skipped right. He didn't even have to do tough enough. He just skipped right through <laughs> it. Um, AJ Styles, in a uh, note, in a uh, kind of post, reached out to all WWE fans that AJ Styles will be coming on to the, uh, the program this evening to talk to Grayson Waller, of all people. Um, mm. So we're going to get more on that uh, later. This week's episode of NXT 2.0 kicks off with Tommaso Ciampa. Our NXT champion um, calling out uh, Braun Breaker. You know that's right. Uh, uh, why? How, you know for even thinking that he could uh, defeat Tommaso Ciampa. Um, <laughs> now, uh, and Ciampa kind of says, "Hey, yo, I accept. We're gonna have a match. New Year's Evil." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, man, you know I've." been with Nakamura, Balor, Joe, people have wrestled all over the world and you've had like what, ten matches? But uh anyways, yeah, Ciampa's just kind of acting heelish, telling him the titles too much, too soon. Slaps Braun in the face. Breaker responds. He lifts Ciampa above his head, but then he just puts him down and laughs. Hands him his belt and says, see you in two weeks, champ. See you in two weeks, champ. Uh yeah, Ciampa has always been great on promos, that doesn't matter. You know, but the change of attitude, yeah, like you said, a little heelish, but felt a little awkward. Um he was super confident until Braun Breaker got there. And then he started playing that super scared thing. Almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's a lot of story behind this rivalry, right? Not only the black and gold versus 2.0, um, you know, but also, you know, 2.0 driving out Johnny Gargano, driving out Colorado, driving out the people who Tommaso Ciampa helped build the brand with. And, of course, Braun Breaker got that big pin over Ciampa at War Games. Um, he's clearly the focus of NXT 2.0, no matter what. He's going to fucking shine. Uh, so I don't think there's really a reason to bring Ciampa down just to build Braun Breaker up. I think, you know, I don't think maybe that doesn't necessarily need to happen. Maybe Braun Breaker can just be built up while ch- ch- with, with Tommaso Ciampa kind of staying at his own current level. And hey, dude, this is coming from me. Week two of NXT, I said, fuck this. And guess what? I got, I came, I came right back, right? Like I'm hooked again. So uh, crazier things have happened. Um, yeah. But, uh, and, but we did say this. I think we said this. The first championship opportunity, uh, we said Breaker's going to win, and then we said the next one. And I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know at this point. Maybe it was uh, wishful thinking on my part that like they would just kind of put the belt on Braun Breaker and then be done with it. But I don't know. Yeah. He could still take a couple more losses. He could, but I think uh, I think New Year's Evil. I think he's going to walk away. This with will it. be it, eh? I think so. Okay. Unless Ciampa goes even more fully heel and does some really nefarious things to keep the belt. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, But let's go to Dakota Kai. Supposed to take on Raquel Gonzalez in a street fight. Uh, But we don't even start the match because we just cut backstage. They're already brawling. Just knocking shit over everywhere. A lot of random pipes just being... Stored I don't know. There were so many pipes. It's such a da- yeah. the WWE backstage area is one of the more dangerous workplaces kind of out there. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard <laughs> of WSIB. Ooh. There's no workplace safety protocols. No. So, anyways, they're just fighting all around uh, into the parking lot. Referees trying to get them back to the ring so they can start this match. So eventually they do. Uh, 
more weapons, just trash cans, chairs, stairs, everything. Uh, Dakota Kai does a little callback to the War Games 2020 when she stuffs Raquel in the inside a garbage can, hits the big double foot stomp, just crushing the can all around her. So, uh, crowd was hot, chanting NXT, just loving everything here. Raquel power bombs Dakota right onto the steel steps. Just a big slam there. And uh, she goes to finish the job, picks her up, hits a Chingola bomb right onto a trash can, crumpling it underneath, crumpling Dakota. And then she makes the pin, gets the win. Pin for the win. Um, yeah. And did we see the shovel? Um, she might have pulled it out. But might I have pulled it out, it. but never quite made it happen. Uh, yeah, this. Yeah, ever since they, I was, I was expecting this match to maybe be a bit longer. Uh, I think it was sub. Yeah. It was sub ten minutes. I don't even think it like kind of went through uh, a commercial break or anything like that. Um, yeah, but well, I guess yeah. To, uh, all that extra stuff before with the backstage. I guess maybe yeah. I that 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 wasn't part of the match yet. Uh, so that's a good point. That's a good point. But. Yeah, either way, they crammed a lot into a short amount of time. A lot of weapons and stuff there. But yeah. uh, afterwards, Raquel gets on the mic, tells Mandy Rose to get the hell out here. I want a rematch. But then Cora Jade comes out and says, yeah, I want to make Mandy pay as well. And then Mandy herself appears on the screen, uh, sitting in her pool. And she's just like, well, ladies, you both get a title match at New Year's Evil. Triple threat. And then Gigi and JC appear and attack them with kendo sticks. Um, which I thought, I, Ma- Mandy Rose, I don't know, This it looks like it was kind of filmed at her house or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why did, they should have, uh, how, do, how do I say this, how do I say this? Um, why was her pool green? <laughs> green, famously, like the worst color to be filming. It makes everybody and everything around it look sickly and dying. It kind of looked like Mandy Rose was swimming in a a pool of nuclear waste. Uh, and again, it's just like a little. It's just like a little lights in the pool. We've seen this a million times. But why? Gr- couldn't quite couldn't quite put my finger on that one. It's uh, it, live events rule one hundred and one. Never use green across somebody's face. It's always going to make them look sick. Uh, so that was a weird one for me. Um, but other than that, you know, hey, what you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna yeah. do? What you gonna do, brothers? Brothers. But, uh, Creed Brothers up next, taking on Grizzled Young Veterans. You know, these two teams have been beefing for a bit. And, yeah, it was good. Tag, good tag action here. But in the middle of it, Jacket Time come out. Uh, parading, they've got their own little mini announce table with them, so they just start calling the match in Japanese. And, uh, Briggs and Jensen come out, and yeah, eventually just distractions, big brawl, everyone just starts fighting, and so nothing really happens. No contest. Yeah, this was fun, though, um, you know, uh, with the jacket time, I guess that's what we're going by, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, something a little bit new. Uh, Kushida kind of feels like one of these guys, too. There are a few of these people, like we were saying with Thatcher uh, just last week, uh, people who survived the re- the releasing part six, um, but have nothing to show for it necessarily. And Kushida is in that same kind of boat for me personally, right? Um, he, he, he didn't get released. 
but he's not on TV. So you're just kind of like, why is he is, you know, are him and Thatcher are these these guys who are just weren't released just so they don't go somewhere else? Because I feel like Kushida, he's like a six time IWGP junior heavyweight champion. He could just go there immediately and have a job again. It's uh, yeah, it's weird to see. It's weird to see, you know. At this point, I don't think that they care anymore about not releasing so someone else can't have them. So then why are, uh, you know, then why are fucking him and Thatchman, what are they doing? <laughs> uh, maybe they just don't even remember that they have them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you Vince McMahon has no clue who Timothy Thatcher is. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, so... Anyways, uh, up next, Dexter Loomis takes on Trick Williams. Uh, pretty standard Dexter match, you know, lots of stalking and slowly chasing you around. And uh, until Roddy Strong shows up and starts brawling with uh, Carmelo Hayes. So uh, back in the ring, Dexter takes control. Trick takes off his shoe, tries to hit him with it. But Dexter ducks that, hits the side effect, locks in the silence, and Williams passes out. Trick Williams, he's kind of the other side of the Carmelo Hayes group, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he loses. Grayson Waller shows up, hits Dexter with a chair. So now Indy's going to cry for another two months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was she even on? Was she, Did we even see her there? Mm, there was something backstage, but I don't even remember what it was. Nothing special. Her in Persia talking to someone. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Doesn't matter. Um, one thing that you blew past right there. Uh, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, the, the the triple threat. Right, that's what you were saying. Triple threat. Just before that, with the guy with Cora Jade. Yeah, Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel. Uh, this was a particular. Yeah. Th- uh, I I think this would have to be funny. I'm just kind of like using my noodle right now. Um. After you brought that Twitter information to light, I'm trying to think of the shitty things that Raquel Gonzalez or Braun Strowman have done. Uh, I remember Braun Strowman put out a tweet being like, uh, all you guys getting released, you should have money saved up and you shouldn't be complaining. (laughs) I do remember that. And I feel like I remember a tweet from Raquel Gonzalez where it it wasn't like supporting Trump. It was just relaying one of Donald Trump's messages. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to remember that. As we all know, Braun Strowman loves guns and he has a big American flag tattooed on his shoulder. Is there irony there? Is there some kind of irony there that, yeah, it is easy to be a keyboard warrior, but now Cora Jade in her real life like she works for a company whose wife what is the, was the fucking like Trump's small business advisor. You know, the paychecks mm-hmm. are coming down. She takes the paychecks even though the man writing it is married to a woman who works for a guy who literally raped kids and no one's talking about. You know, like is there some kind of irony here or am I just reaching for straws? Um <laughs> I don't know. I think we've gone far. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Oh, well, you know, because well, the thing, the Cora J tweeting against Darby Allen being like, hey, it's not a gimmick and you're a shitty person. Now, she's involved in a match 
working for you know like like everybody's a shitty person that's kind of what i'm that's kind of maybe what i was getting at right now you're working a match with raquel who's going out with a guy who's a shitty person after raquel was a shitty who's person she going out with who who's raquel going out with uh her and braun Strowman. Oh, she's with Braun yeah, Strowman. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. This has been going on for a little while now. Okay, it's been going on for yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I lost. Okay, I'm my mistake, my mistake. But we, we still haven't. No, no, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not okay, so that's where sense. I was getting at. You know, like Cora Jade's now in a match with Raquel, who was sympathizing with Trump. Who she's dating Braun Strowman, who has sympathized with Trump and yeah. also said shitty things to independent wrestlers, while Cora Jade sits there and accepts a paycheck from a man whose wife was Trump's advisor on small business. You know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, it is easy to be a keyboard warrior, but hey, like. Yeah. You know how much I think for Cora, I was just like, "Hey man, what did I do to you?" Yeah, it was more so of a "Hey man, what did I do back. to you?" But then also like the "Uh oh, wait, 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 yeah. I'm signed." You want to take a swing? I'll fucking come. Yeah, what it was? I'll take a swing. Maybe should, yeah, but you know, sometimes hey, if you're in WWE, you got to take a step back and say to yourself like, "Oh shit, wait, my salary is being paid for by Saudi Arabia." I mean. The cons have made lots of money. The cons have made a lot of money. Deals as well. It's all. See, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I think by definition, any billionaire has done some shady shit. Yeah, who's the so. coolest billionaire? <laughs> um, I'm even Jerry Seinfeld dated that 17 year old when he was 38. So I mean, I can't even. <laughs> if, yeah. even if, if even Seinfeld's not safe, God. Well, Seinfeld. I love the show. The man himself. He's a bit of an asshole. I'll just say that. Yeah, I got who's the coolest billionaire out there? <laughs> I got nothing. I've got nothing. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's move know. on. Let's move on though. Um Yeah. Next match. Yeah. Uh Grayson oh. Waller comes out, starts cutting a promo, uh, but then he gets interrupted by our special guest, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, making his special appearance in a NXT. Huge reaction from the crowd. Lots of chance for AJ. Uh, yeah, he just tells Waller, shut the hell up. And uh, Waller says, no, I know why you're here. You lost your meal ticket last night. You need a new tag partner to make you relevant again. And AJ just says, come on, man. I see you out here wrestling with gloves on. You got a single elo pad trying to be AJ Styles Jr. or something. But. And it wasn't until he said that that I realized all of these things. Yeah, Grayson Waller yeah. in that War Games <laughs> match, he was wearing the gloves like AJ Styles does. He did that big, like, or meant to be big, but didn't feel big, elbow drop. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's why you need the elbow pad. See, AJ Styles wears an elbow pad and doesn't do any elbow-related maneuvers. It's a phenomenal forearm, no. <laughs> not a phenomenal elbow. He just likes to pull it. He, he, likes, to he pull just it likes to pull it right at before it. before he does. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, yeah, you know, you say you're a future star, but I don't know. Guys like Braun Breaker, Tony D, Carmelo Hayes, sure, but you, you had good three weeks and you think you're a superstar. Try being phenomenal for 20 plus years. So, uh, you want to do something? Do it. But then Waller just backs down and leaves. Says, nah, I'll let Omos get you first. And then I got next. Okay. Okay. But so maybe, uh. Working down there in NXT a little bit. Yeah, seems like we might get some sort of you trying cross to get, promotion match. Yeah, here. trying to get some more eyes on NXT, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, could be a fun match. But uh, we go backstage. Malcolm Bivens lays down a challenge on behalf of Roddy Strong for uh, against Carmelo Hayes. He wants to do cruiserweight title versus North American title. 
Both belts up for grabs at New Year's Evil. A two for one. The two for the old two for one special. Yeah, could this be their way of phasing out the cruiserweight title? Well, and I mean, uh, unifying a championship is a great way to get rid of the championship, right? We've seen it forever. Remember that Euro- remember that yeah. WWF European Championship, which eventually gets yeah. um, you know unified with the Intercontinental Championship. So this isn't new. It's just surprising to see it on a belt which does have a little bit of uh, pedigree behind it. You know. Yeah, I mean, they haven't said that they're unifying them or anything okay. yet. But, but, but yeah, you know, it's sort of the way the way things have been done in the past. Yeah, and I feel like the Cruiserweight title, I mean, there's not a whole lot going on. 205 Live, no one gives a shit about that. Well, so. exactly, right? Now that 205 Live is, you know, kind of dead and gone almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even a Cruiserweight show anymore. It's just a main event. Show. Yeah, it's just it's just a uh, sh- yeah on the thing, but this is good news for uh, any undisputed era fans. Yeah, Ali, that's the last piece of business. Uh, drop the belt, and then you're free to go. Well, I mean, buddy. even so, we're still only like fifty percent there. It just feels like we're close. Yeah, but I think we all know. Yeah, what's coming? Uh, we got more of MSK and Riddle's excellent adventures here. Is uh, they all start riding scooters. They get hit by a car. But then MSK wake up. It was all a dream. Or was it? Because they pull an RK bro hat out of their fanny pack. And then Riddle shows up and they ride scooters for real this time. Yeah, still a bizarre thing. Um, it's really weird, like, keep MSK relevant with somebody who's not on the brand doing a thing that is implied to be not family friendly. You know, it all feels like a, you know... A smoke and weed character is not the direction I thought NXT 2.0 was going in. Apparently it is, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it seems like Riddle's going to be making an in-person appearance, I think. They yeah, teased. some kind of manager. Some kind of a manager thing. Yeah, or maybe a six-man tag. Who knows? Oh, yeah. But uh von wagner up next taking on adris anofi uh so i think we all expect wagner to get an easy win here he's dominating the match goes for a power bomb but anofi reverses it pins him gets a three so what an upset already uh, nxt 2.0 using the 50 50 booking style <laughs> that works well for everybody well, um, I don't know. I think this is Anofi's first win, so it could be. Yeah, but we had seen him. Uh, well, I think there's a little accent a on the e at the end. Is it Anofi? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> either way, Wagner he's pissed. Beats him down as Robert Stone watches on. But I mean, that's not going to do anything for you. Or having Robert Stone as your manager. Come on. Yeah, what's up? Historically, what has he ever done? What has he ever done for anybody <laughs> besides taking a bump instead of you? Yeah, and I think he puked once or something. I can't remember. Oh, Drake Maverick peed his pants. I don't remember the poo. Uh, the the the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no one said poo. Oh, okay. For he puked. Oh, puked. Sorry, cut out there for a second. Yeah, Jesus, poops, I don't remember him poops. shitting his pants. <laughs> I would remember <laughs> no, somebody shitting their pants. I'd remember that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Electro Lopez taking on Io Shirai. Uh, 
um, in what's got to be biggest match of Lopez's NXT career. Yeah, certainly, certainly is. So, I mean, she started off doing pretty well, but then Zion Quinn comes out, just starts beating up Legato at ringside, pulls out a mistletoe, holds it up over him and Electra, but then Escobar jumps in, attacks Quinn, EO hits Electra, hits her moonsault, gets the win. That's the win in a pretty so uh, kind of quick thing. Um, yeah, nothing to it. They're still just doing this tango between Quinn and Lopez. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, how do you put somebody over with a little experience, right? You know, somebody like Electra Lopez who, um, you know, we're kind of, we're trying to, kind of trying to build up in this company here. She has had, uh, you know, a string of performances since probably September. Um, but, like, shouldn't you be going longer with Io Shirai? Like we just saw at Winter is Coming, like 60 minutes with Brian Danielson makes your fucking career. <laughs> right? <laughs> but but four minutes with Io Shirai isn't enough to make anybody anything. Fifteen minutes with Io Shirai, that is a little bit to maybe make something of yourself. It's a weird, weird, weird uh, booking decision. We have seen on this, uh, we still have one more match here on this episode of NXT. We've seen less matches r- in the past few weeks than we did initially. Initially, we were getting 10, 11 matches a fucking <laughs> night, and that's in a two-hour span. Tonight, only yeah. six. Um, yeah, pretty, uh, you know, which is, you know, kind of that kind of chop down still a little bit, probably like what, uh, um, dynamite would have a little less than SmackDown. SmackDown's a little more careful with their matches there. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see some of these things, especially the Von Wagner squash, you know, turn that into the Io Shirai Lopez match. Who knows? Yeah. would have been nice. Get Lopez a little bit more of a showcase, but uh, let's go to the main event here. Tony D'Angelo taking on Pete Dunn and Tony getting real over with this crowd. They're liking him and uh, probably his best match yet. You know, they got to go about 12, 13 minutes here. And yeah, just hard fought back and forth. Tony just hitting these huge suplexes, just releasing Dunn, fucking pretty much landing on his head on a couple of them. Just vicious suplexes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Dunn himself, he's uh, he's the bruiser weight, so just hitting big strikes and crowds pretty, pretty split, just cheering for both guys here. And uh, Once again, Tony rips Dunn's mouth guard out, and, uh, but Dunn's able to get a hold of him, start manipulating those finger joints, and uh, eventually hits the bitter end, get the win. So, pretty good match, though. Uh, but Tony's a sore loser, beats up Dunn afterwards, and... Pulls out the crowbar, smashes his hand with it. The the thing he uses to break people's fingers with. A finger on a pole match. Yeah, yeah this was definitely... See, and this was one of those examples, like we had just said, um, you know, regarding Electra Lopez and spending time in the ring with an actual performer making your career. This was Tony D'Angelo's biggest test so far, right? And I gotta say, he passed. You put on yeah. you, you put on 15 minutes with Pete Dunne, that's going to do something great for uh, for you. And while the gimmick may be a little ridiculous, you know, for, uh, you know, maybe a little too ridiculous for a top spot, <laughs> he's got the charisma, he's got the talent to transition over to a big name, you know. Uh, yeah. And with the way it ended, kind of taking out his hand there at the end, Pete Dunne versus D'Angelo, we could see, uh, we could see this as a part two. Yeah, maybe New Year's Evil, maybe shortly after. Who knows? Ooh. But uh, there's definitely needs to be uh, 
uh, a rematch, I think. Yeah. Dunn's going to want some vengeance. Yeah, that's definitely it. Definitely the rematch yeah. we need. And uh, God, we did it in one straight shot, but that was all of our professional wrestling action for the week. That's right. Uh, yeah, the big holiday specials are all happening this week. Yeah. They're getting in. Like we said, the shooties just around the corner. Just around the, the corner, final, baby. Uh, the final push, you know, Bianca Belair lifting up Dewdrop. That could be a spot of the year. Potential spot, spot of the of year. The Who year knows? There is a category. Of course, we'll probably have one more weekly show before our uh, before our shooties, and uh, it's always a fun yeah. time when it happens. I mean, not only are we still getting ballots in, we're adding new categories as we speak. Uh, so as we we'll, we'll... speak, we're going to need a uh, similar to the, uh, you know, like the Oscars have like their before the Oscars day where they give out all the technical awards. We're going to we might have that kind of soon, right? Where we're giving out little production awards in a separate ceremony so that the uh, the big show is just, you know, the, the important stuff. But let's get to our final important segment of the week. Uh, because, of course, I'm talking about um, crowning a new wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Mike, I'm going to kick this oh, one yeah. off here for you. Uh, not a lot at stake throughout this entire week. Um, we're building to year one. We're building to New Year's Evil. We're building to this New Year's Smash. Of course, Revolution coming in February. So it kind of felt like a bland week. It kind of did. Um, but when reviewing all the things that were happening, it, it might have been a bland week, but we sure as hell got a big moment. We've been waiting for it for weeks now. The big Hogan... Andre, WrestleMania three moment, Bianca Belair dewdrop. We finally got it, uh, and for that feat of strength alone, Bianca Belair, you are the rest. You are my wrestler of the week. Uh, we knew it was coming, and I'm so glad it finally did. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, I mean it's always impressive. I, I mean you look at her; she's jacked, but she's not like. Like freakishly, you know, she's not like those. She's uh, she's not a bodybuilder. <laughs> she's not a female bodybuilder. Yeah, no. like she's she's very well, she's very fit, but like she's just got like that tremendous strength that yeah, explosive, explosive and, athleticism. Uh, I believe it's called. Yeah, and uh, yes, I'm gonna give it to her as well, Bianca Belair. Oh. What an amazing moment, lifting up Dewdrop, and I mean, if she can do it to her, she can do it to anyone. If you can look out, Omos, yeah, look out, Omos, look out, uh, <laughs> Big E. You're taking that KOD pretty, pretty soon. Yeah, I can see it. But <laughs> yeah, and that's all the time. Thanks for listening, folks. Remember to rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We will probably be back. We'll probably have one more post Christmas show. Uh, kind of finalizing all of our shooty information and just kind of recapping the week because. Come January 1st, not only is there a pay-per-view, but it's kind of like the new start of our season, really. You know, WWE yeah. season starts approximately October 22nd. Uh, the True Brothers <laughs> season starts January 1st, when we cannot wait. Yeah. And I mean, same with uh, AEW. New ranks, ranks reset. Yes. Records for the yes, year. Yes, the records for the year will all reset. Really well, looking forward to all that kind of uh, everything. And all the excitement that comes with it. Uh, that's all the time that we have, though, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Mike, you take care of yourself. 
Yes. Have a good holiday week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>